Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the drop rate increase in the Reckoning and other changes that they've made to Reckoning. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, probably live right now. Click the link below, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. And we're going to talk about this because they, they made this change and people have been kind of mixed on their response to it. And I wanted to walk through what I thought because we're we're definitely on the precipice of shadow keep but i still think there's encounters and things like reckoning that could always be made better that could always be polished uh i just made my video about you know the menagerie and how they could mess with the drop rates there and do periodic buffs to the drop rates and things like that so i want to talk about this because whenever i go into something like the reckoning i'm always thinking at two levels two levels drop rate you know what's the loot pursuit and then what's the activity feel like what's the gameplay feel like and i think that reckoning failed in both of those regards and they're trying to sort of address both of those things with some of the updates they recently made and i think some of this was done preemptively because they are going to maybe make us a little bit weaker with some of the buffs and debuffs but well of radiance and and tether are still going to be hugely influential even after shadow keep so the first thing i want to do is i want to walk through what do they do i'm going to kind of read you the changes this is a little late because this has been in place for a little bit uh next i want to talk about how we are trying to establish standards we're not spoiled a lot of people have said that we're spoiled by ada and the menagerie i disagree with that and i'm going to say why and then lastly going forward you know what should we think about going forward with encounters like reckoning what should we think going forward with encounters and things that maybe need to be more rewarding or more enjoyable so first and foremost this is what they've done enemies in reckoning have been adjusted to have less health and they do less damage to players so they're trying to increase a little bit of the survivability i don't know if that was really the problem though i mean blackout is still ridiculous and super frustrating i would i would i would be okay if they just got rid of blackout um and then they're also increasing weapon drop rates in Reckoning and Gambit Prime. So both Reckoning and Gambit Prime got a pass here. They did a, they did a drop rate pass to make them drop uh, more often. Okay. Basically, the way they set it up is there's like drop rate protection. So if you go around and don't get anything in tier three, you're guaranteed to get something next time. I was probably getting stuff three or four times in a row, and then I would get nothing, and then I knew that the very, very next time I would get a drop. That you know, tier three was pretty healthy. When I was going for the shotgun, though, we went down to tier two because it's a smaller loot pool, and people are like, well, the drop rate's not as good. The drop rate still felt really good at tier two, and I got the I got the shotgun like my second or third try. We played all day at tier three, and I never saw it. Uh, we may do some tier two today because I think that enables you to get the spare rations. I might have to double check that because I, 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 people are like, oh, you don't need to run tier three for spare rations, but also Doomsday was in there. I was trying to get a pretty good Doomsday. Here's the thing: there are good intentions here, and I think this is aimed at the right things. I think they're looking at the right stuff. They've got their they've got their mind in the right direction. We need to make the content a little bit better and more enjoyable, and we need to make the uh, we need to make the drop rates better. Here's the problem at two levels with what they've done. I don't feel like they've really landed the plane yet. Number one, the encounter design sucks because of stomp not because enemies were really really strong now getting stomped off doesn't happen as often because they're dying a little bit quicker but even yesterday we had a couple runs where a minotaur sneaks up stomps and everybody gets flung off now you could say that's on us that's our fault we didn't kill the minotaur but a lot of times they spawn like as you're getting there 
and if they spawn in both places, sometimes they get to just kind of like walk up on you, okay? Stomp in general, I think is obnoxious and needs a pass. I think they need to go over it and retool it and make it not so obnoxiously like strong. Maybe give us a few seconds to maybe re like recoup if we get knocked off. Maybe give us a checkpoint too. If you get knocked off, you go back to the very, very next section or maybe at least let us restart the bridge encounter. Don't make us go all the way back to the very beginning. Those would be some other changes I would make. Now with the drop rate, given the loot pool it still needs intentionality it still needs intentionality you can go all day and never get the drop that you want like I did with the shotgun at tier 3 man if I'm gonna run tier 3 you better be letting me pick the gun that I want and now if you make me go every other I could see that like you gotta wait every other run to get the gun I'd be okay with running it twice for a guaranteed shotgun run it twice guaranteed shotgun same with spare rations and the rest and here's why I think intentionality is so important so the second section is about I'm asking for standards We're, we are we have not been spoiled okay this is called standards not spoiled Ada and the Menagerie established a better standard for loot pursuit we were not spoiled by Ada or the Menagerie. I disagree with that. Now, sure, Menagerie got a little absurd if you were good, if you were really, really fast at it, Menagerie, and you could get, you know, seven or eight drops per run. That's a little absurd. Not everything in the game can be that rewarding. You can't be getting seven or eight guns every time you complete an encounter. That's a little high. I still think there's generosity needs in the game, those drop rates being that low. I'd like to see them raised, but I also could see why they don't want to do that if they keep drop rates at a pretty good standard even keel. Then, since they can increase the drop rate of Menagerie, they could do that separately for events and turn those drop rates up. They could do the same thing for Vex Offensive. As the season gets close to ending, they could turn up the drop rates for Vex Offensive, make it more exciting, and empower people to get the stuff before the season ends because that activity is going away. So maybe they want to keep drop rates at a more standard level so when they increase it, it, it's more felt, it's more exciting. Like, it's more exciting when they crank up the drop rate, right? Why? Because it's not always all the way up there. It's kind of like when I would say Call of Duty campaigns didn't feel intense because the intensity in the bullet spam was always all the way up to at 11. There was no up and down dynamics. In a similar vein, it's like if the drop rate's down here and sort of standard and then they raise it periodically for fun or for an event, that makes that super exciting. But that's why I want to say Ada and the menagerie if we ignore the generosity factor just how much is dropping they established a good standard of intentionality they didn't spoil us Ada's bounties are still in the game and the menagerie still lets you pick the gun and the masterwork I think that's good those are standards of purpose and intentionality that is needed in this game and it should be landing in other activities it should be landing in reckoning it should be you should be going into reckoning and saying this is the gun that I want you punch it into the thing and it spits it out at the end or like I said at least every other you know maybe you got to play one to charge it up play another to slam it into the moat bank and then it spits out the gun that you want so you're getting it every other time the parallel or the or the the contrast I want to make here is it's not spoiling us it's empowering our pursuits empowering a player's loot pursuit is not spoiling them it's winning them over it's establishing loyalty it's establishing a tethered sort of I'm going to keep playing I'm going to keep coming into this game more and more I think loot pursuit in destiny needs this because we need to feel empowered to chase the things that we want that's better for longevity that's better for future content that's especially better when they add a brand new encounter you want to see that and you want to see those those purposeful grinds put into place now going forward let's talk about this as we end the video what about parallel development what about shadow keep this has been a big question i've gotten a lot in q a lono we let read in the director's cut that there was parallel development and 
they're placing multiple bets at one time I believe that Luke Smith sort of softly let us know you're not going to be getting that level of intentionality in Shadowkeep he was kind of letting us know Shadowkeep was already in development we didn't really know how well people were going to respond to Menagerie or Ada's Bounties I think he might have even said there's nothing like the Chalice in Shadowkeep he might have even said it that explicitly okay now Given that reality, a lot of people are curious about that. Well, what about what about Shadowkeep and Parallel Development, Lono? How long are we going to let them say, sorry, there's no intentionality, sorry, there's no purpose here in this grind because of Parallel Development? I have continued to say that I give them a light pass on Reckoning. I still think Reckoning is bad content. I still think they knew going into it that the, the intentionality of the guns was not what we wanted. If you go back to Destiny 1 with Skeleton Keys, they were not in the dark. They know that purposeful grinds are helpful and good because they're the ones that came up with the concept in D1. So you can't keep claiming, we didn't know you guys were going to like this. If, if there's stuff in Shadowkeep that feels like it's lacking intentionality, I'd be like, okay, but from here on out, you guys can't keep doing this. I, if I have this conversation in January, I'm going to go freaking nuts. Like, intentional grind needs to be part and parcel to the identity of loot pursuit in Destiny. So beyond Shadowkeep, I do not think we can accept, like, bad or lack of intentionality and be like, well, you know, parallel development, guys. Bungie didn't know what we liked. Bungie didn't know what we were asking for. That's not true anymore. It's very clear that the Ada Bounties as well as the Menagerie Chalice, were very, very well-received mechanics in the game to empower you to chase the things that you want. I think the entire game needs a pass here. Like, they need to pass over the whole game and make changes to Reckoning, Nightfalls, any loot that you get from NPCs like Drifter and stuff. There should be an intentional grind. There should be some type of a bounty system that empowers you to chase the things that you want. Empowered players become committed players that's really the thing i think i want to leave you with is that if you are empowered you are going to be a committed player you're going to be able to chase the things that you love and feel like there's a reason to keep going i'm going to continue to try to dispel the myth that if you get what you want and you're able to chase a god roll and then make that a little bit easier a little bit more accessible that you're going to stop playing i want to continue to push against that myth and that totally bankrupt and false philosophy about gamer engagement it isn't true and other games have proven this i believe the guys behind the loot 2.0 system in diablo proved that in spades and even made comments about anthem that really landed that plane well so the reckoning update is good but it doesn't go far enough i want to see way more intentionality in encounters like this and i hope that bungie sees that and gives us that in the future as always if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube q a is about to follow please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the drop rate increase for Reckoning, as well as some changes they made to the event itself. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, there's a link below in the description you can click on if you want to come hang out live. I'm probably live right now. These usually hit the feeds whenever I'm live. You can also hit like and subscribe on YouTube, and that helps me out. Um, I think I missed some resub notifications, so I'm going to thank those really quickly. 36 months from Codabus, that's three years, and half a year from Cornlord. Thank you guys so much. Those are big milestones. I appreciate it. I am sorry I missed that Codabus. First question is from Novahands. Uh, hey, Lono, do you think Bungie has a different philosophy for certain activities, such as generosity in one versus intentionality in another? This is actually a really good question because I argued very strongly that they should really be creating a a, a more generous philosophy and that's why I said that Ada's Bounties and the Menagerie Chalice are not 
spoiling the player base. They are standards for intentionality that we should be looking for in the game. Like those are just standards. I think they're setting a standard for loot pursuit. And your question is a good one because I actually don't know the answer. I there I would say we can see in practice, okay? You can see in practice um that they don't have a, a, a unified philosophy for all engagements cuz nightfalls, raids, you know, strikes and then you had reckoning and then you had you had Aegis bounties and then you had the you know, uh the menagerie. It's kind of all over the place. Now, some of that might be what Luke Smith was talking about. We were placing multiple bets at one time, and it's informing what they think about generosity. It's informing what they think about loot intentionality. And I don't know if Luke Smith right now is saying, hey, let's collect all this data and have a unified vision for loot delivery. A a, a unified vision for, you know, intentionality and what they called, traditionally they called, purposeful grinds. Um... They came up with the term purposeful grind. I remember them saying that. I think it was when they instituted skeleton keys. Um, so I don't know. I would say that in practice, it's clear that they do have they do have different philosophies for generosity in one versus intentionality in another. I would say we can see in practice they do have different philosophies. I would argue that philosophy needs to be far more unified because it creates a dissonance in the game where. And this is why they can't let the increased rewards in Menagerie stay. Because it would make Menagerie this strange, giant, like, it'd be this, there's a bell curve of reward in the game, and the Menagerie would be like, way out here. Super intentional, super generous, holy frick, best encounter in the game. And it, would, it wouldn't fit with the rest. It'd be, it'd be imbalanced. That's why they have to rein Menagerie in. And once they do that, I'm, I'm hoping they could establish a clearer philosophy of how often you should be getting loot and how much intentionality should you have. Because you can say, oh, well, we raised the drop rate in Reckoning. And it's like, okay, but I'm still pulling from a, a, a pool of four weapons. I could play all day and get one spare rations. I mean, that se- to me, that seems, and I'm, I'm not being mean here, I think that seems stupid. I can run a nightfall and at least every fifth or sixth nightfall get the nightfall to drop. The nightfall loot to drop. I can run eight of bounties and get the same gun every 20 minutes. So reckoning doesn't make sense. I don't even think in the scheme of the game. It's like it's like a reward system from a raid almost. You know what's going to drop week to week, but there's like four different things that can drop. So I, I do think, and this is why I strongly have argued for this ever since Ada's bounties got added to the game, I think Ada's bounties should be a more commonly, more normative found standard in Destiny for loot pursuit because it scales incredibly well from casual to hardcore. That's one of the main reasons it's such a good value point that needs to be replicated in other places. That's why the Menagerie was so celebrated. The Menagerie would have been more consistently celebrated if they wouldn't have had the glitch. If you couldn't have re-instanced by running back and forth, everyone would have thought Menagerie was amazing. Not only do you have intentionality toward the weapon, but you get to select the masterwork. The, the, the re-instancing glitch that let people open up the chest six to nine times per run really created this idea. Like, it was almost, and this is where, oh, it spoiled us. It did, but again, I think it woke people up to the fact that Destiny's just too stingy. So... Jamie Nero. 
Drop rates getting touched in Reckoning is great. Do you think there are any other areas of the sandbox that could benefit in a similar drop rate buff? Uh, P.S. CC used for Bordy. Oh, thank you for using my creator code for getting Borderlands 3. I appreciate that. My creator code is LONO. So if you're listening to this or watching any of your locations and you're going to get Borderlands 3 in the Epic Store, you can put my little code in there and it supports me. Uh, LONO is my code for pretty much everywhere. Thank you, M Grade, for the Prime sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes, your dope and deserve dope stuff. Enjoy ad-free viewing on the channel and the Borderlands emotes that we just updated. So, other places that need a drop rate buff. I think a Nightfall should drop the gun every time. I don't think that's a problem. Nightfalls take 8 to 10 minutes, and if you link it to the scorecard each week, I think that'd be a great way of doing it. I've outlined this numerous times. Uh, if you if you go to the Nightfall card, uh, you could have a little Ingram symbol that lights up when you hit like 200k and for the rest of that week every time you run the nightfall it's a guaranteed drop i think that'd be totally fine uh i think escalation protocol should restructure how you get the armor they're probably not going to but one armor piece a week is dumb given the new system oh well anything that can be earned is armor 2.0 yeah i get i get one armor piece a week like that's that's a terrible system um, that was just a way to elongate Warmind because Warmind was just like the rest of D1. It was static rolled weapons, so it was it didn't have a lot of staying power, and that was a way for them to keep the staying power there. One armor piece a week. It's going to take you five weeks to build one set, uh, and you have no control over you know the what you what stats you get in the new system. So that could be that could be you know a way to fix another area of drops um you know that way you're able to keep grinding for the gauntlets or whatever now i don't know what kind of intentionality you want to give people over the armor in in escalation protocol because if i'm literally going to go because you got to stack keys too so that gets kind of weird opening the chest and not having a key I, I guess you'd probably have to remove the key system because in my mind you would be going wave six beat the boss wave six uh beat the boss you know wave six beat the boss just keep doing that and getting armor and guns to drop almost every time would be a great change for ep only being able to get one armor piece a week and even if they upped it having to go make the key every time i think would be completely unnecessary that's play flow disrupting you never want to disrupt the grind i'm going to run ep all day and try and get x to drop just fill in the blank whatever it is you're looking for you don't want to constantly be like well i gotta leave and go make a key i gotta go run a nightfall get the things make the key and then come back that's worse than the ada bounties thinking you go back to the tower so there's a handful of grind play flow disrupting things that they've done that need to be addressed ada's bounties and the and the escalation protocol grind would be two right off the top of my head that i could think of thank you nifty biscuit for 23 months super close to a two-year badge Toshibo. Do you know if the new finishers are activated uh, with the tap of a melee button, or do we need to hold the melee button? You're, you're going to hold melee, from what I understand. Uh, I'm asking because it could be frustrating to finish an enemy with a panic melee. No, 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 yeah, it's it's holding. You're not going to do that. You're, it, you're not going to do it by accident. It's going to be like holding down B to put down a rally barricade, or holding down B to put down uh, a rift. There'll be a window of time you need to hold it down. I would wager to say it's probably the same amount of time. It's probably the same mechanic. B ducks, but B also can be held down to put down a rift or a rally. 
Dagnabbit Ben. Do you think all the grinds need to be intentional? Or do you think systems with random guns like Reckoning can coexist with intentional grinds like the Forges or be done just as well, if not better? And to add to that, how much does the quality of the activity make players more willing to forgive the less intentional option in your opinion? Well, here's the dilemma, okay? I'm going to start with the latter half of your question first. I don't think the content quality is felt on the 24th run. Now, bad content quality is felt on the 24th run. Getting knocked off the bridge in Reckoning, the Oryx fight's kind of annoying because it's small and they spawn a lot of the Taken enemies. And so it's, I don't think it's an enjoyable fight, okay? I, I think there is something to be said for quick and not super challenging grinds. You know, I, people are like, but don't, Lono, don't we want the content to be hard if it's going to be rewarding? Don't we want the content to be hard if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be giving people dope stuff? Well, yeah, but at the same time, I, if I'm grinding all day in a strike, a nightfall, reckoning, nightmare hunt, or vex offensive, there needs to be a certain level of, I don't want to say mundaneness, but, um, I, I think that there has to be a certain level of it doesn't take very long to get it done I, I'm not I'm not capturing my thoughts well here but I do think when I, my kids are playing it's not in the song you're hearing my kids in the background um, it's I, I'm not phrasing this properly because I haven't answered this before so I don't have like a practice talking point about it but in my mind I think there is something acceptable about a very accessible and sort of quickly run through grind because if you're going to have to do something a hundred times it can't be ball busting and the and so when you say will we forgive a lack of intentionality if the activity has high quality how does an activity have high quality in destiny they're all so similar it's a content loop kill ads kill mini bosses satisfy a mechanic and then kill the boss whether it's the forges or a strike or a nightfall or a raid or or whatever you're you're doing basically the same thing everywhere you go so that's why reckoning and that's why heroic menagerie were so unappealing extinguish really high deltas getting knocked off the bridge dude i'm just trying to crank this out to get a gun i'm not trying i'm not trying to have some dynamic thought out insane strategy team synergy gameplay right here where the slightest mistake is punished there's a difference between challenging and tedious right and i think the raid is where at the raid and activities like for whisper or outbreak and then dungeons that's the time and place for really challenging, really unique team synergy, blah, blah, blah. But when I'm running Vex Offensive or Nightmare Hunt or a Strike or a Forge or The Reckoning, it just needs to be meat and potatoes, garden variety content that can be dealt with in short order. Because if I can run the loop quick, the quick, the quickness of the loop adds to the addictiveness of the loop. It's just the community wanted harder. Bull. Bull. I'm so tired of hearing these couple of statements, and I'm going to rattle them off right now. The community wanted a grind. The community wanted harder content. No. Streamers did. Okay? 
I, I've never ever been on the forums and Reddit or Twitter and here and had people being like, I really want the whole game to be more grindy and more tedious and more challenging and more difficult. I've never heard anybody say that. People just want to shoot. They want to do the looties and the shooties. That's it. I would say 70% of the community just wants to boot up, pop heads, and get loot. Like, that's it. It's... And I'm not knocking streamers, by the way. I think there is a place for challenging, super long, grindy content. I get it. There's a place for that. But every time this stuff comes up and people want to be like, but the community, but the community. No, that's not true. That's not representative of what the community's asked for, ever. Every time Infusion came up, every time Leveling came up, every time The Reckoning came up, nobody was talking about, man, it's so good to have a tedious, long, you know, ridiculous grind lack of intentionality really leads to higher engagement this is so great no that's not true the campaign definitely needs to be more challenging well their philosophy about the campaign is everybody should be able to beat it and enjoy the story and the really challenging content is there for the end game that's their philosophy so you're never going to get your way the campaign's never going to be difficult their philosophy about the campaign is probably the right one you want to cast a wide net hey welcome to the new stuff Hey, welcome to the new stuff. This is the new story. Come in. And then everybody gets to experience the new stuff and the new story. And then the end game grind, the hardcore stuff is there for that hardcore player base. The campaign is not there for the hardcore player. It just isn't. It's there for everybody. It's a mechanism of storytelling and ethos setting. So you can't make it super hard. Uh, Tacos and burritos with 17 months. Welcome back. So, I mean, if, and, and, and what, what MXYK is saying is, is kind of important is if you're here right now on Twitch, you're in the minority. It's hard to look back and accept it, but it's the truth, right? Like, this idea that the the community asked for harder content. The community asked for a grind, an infusion to be, to be costly. No, that's not true. Streamers that went to the community summit said infusion should be costly. Things should be way harder than they are. They up, like, listen, listen. We don't have a really good track record here, okay? We don't have a great track record in implementing the feedback from the quote-unquote community. Escalation Protocol is too easy. Make it harder. That was communicated from streamers who played Escalation Protocol. And Escalation Protocol's difficulty was raised after that feedback was fed, was, was received. And do you want to know what happened? Escalation Protocol was too challenging. It was not a, if you have a perfect synergistic three-man team, you can beat it. The three-man teams that were beating it were cheesing it on the bridge, okay? So they had to dial back the difficulty cliff inside of Escalation Protocol. Infusion philosophy is undeniable at this point that the implementation of the infusion philosophy making infusion costly was a mistake. It wasn't well-received. It hasn't done anything good for the game. It It has merely frustrated players and made them stop playing. Um, Leveling. Leveling should take a while. Hardcore players say that as they level up and hit max level in a week and a half to two weeks because they save a bunch of shortcuts in their inventory. Yeah, sure. It should be, it should take a while as you bypass it all and take every shortcut you can. Like, okay, let me not roll my eyeballs out of my head of that one. And then the rest of the player base, the leveling scales down terribly and almost nobody hits max level. So what do they do? They got to create surge bounties and surge quests because the lion's share of the player base wasn't hitting max level. Why? Because we created bad systems based off of a slice of the community's feedback. 
But Lono, you're a streamer. Yes, and I've always tried to look at things from a broad perspective, not my nine hours a day, six hours a day perspective. So anytime anybody looks at content like this and says, but the community wanted a grind or difficult content or blah, blah, blah. I'm always like, no, I don't think so. I don't think the community ever asked for this ever. I think that that's a complete misrepresentation of the community, and it's been over-realized and overstated by content creators and streamers who probably mean well, but they end up asking for things that are more suited for their sentimentality and not the player base at large. That is why the Menagerie is perfect PvE content. Six-man, match-made, hardcore teams can blaze through it really, really fast, and casual players can beat it no matter what. The Menagerie is literally the perfect piece of PvE content that they probably ever created for the community. And so... When I look when I look at this question that says, are we going to overlook the lack of intentionality if the content's really, really good? I just think Forges, Strikes, and Menagerie are all the same song played on a different instrument. You can play Jingle Bells on a banjo or a piano or a guitar, and you can still tell that it's Jingle Bells. Whether I'm in Menagerie or a Forge or a Strike, it's all the same notes and the same tones. I'm killing trash ads, I'm killing majors and mini-bosses, satisfying some mechanics, and fighting a boss. That's literally, it's the same song on a different instrument. It like, And so when I go into Reckoning, one of the reasons there's a lot of like off notes in there it's like ooh that doesn't quite sound like jingle bells e this isn't really this really isn't the same song is because it doesn't feel like the rest of destiny it's like overly punishing really easy to fail you get knocked off the bridge really unrewarding where are the freaking drop rates like it's suddenly there's a dissonance it's it's out of harmony with the rest of the game and that's why people don't like it so whenever you look at like uh, whenever you look at this this system and reckoning, it's clear that it missed a bunch of key elements and notes that makes Destiny great. History should show that we if that we will put up with some r- pretty brutal activities if the loot is good. We will also abandon good activities if the loot is trash. That's another good thing to say here. I really don't think that you can make content that's good enough to override a lack of loot. Menagerie is so fun, it's great content. It lands on a great spectrum of player. If the reward structure sucked, nobody would play it. You think anybody's going to be in a menagerie a week later and be like, yeah, dude, it's so fun. Oh my gosh, we've run it like 85 times. We've got it memorized. We know where all the ads come out. We can bake the boss. How's the loot? Oh, the loot's terrible, but we're having a blast. No, you never, you will never, ever, ever get away with this content is so good nobody's noticing how sucky the loot is scourge of the past great raid really fun crown of sorrow great raid really fun loot sucks engagement goes down nobody plays it it doesn't matter how fun scourge is i love i think scourge is a great raid i don't give a frick because the loot ain't worth it now wrath of the machine was banging on all cylinders fun encounters fun systems intrinsic systems of reward re-rolling the ar- re-rolling the armor great perks on the armor great guns incentive to run more than three extra chests it was just banging on all cylinders and so you're never ever gonna it's it's like what does my what does my wife say sometimes she's like you can't this was from a show we used to watch you cannot have a terrible diet and like work out enough to override your terrible diet right 
You can't outwork a bad diet. It isn't possible. If you're literally eating garbage and overeating, you can't like, oh, I'm going to work out and make up for it. You can't like give us garbage loot and make the content good enough that we don't notice. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. King's Fall, though, meh loot, everyone loved it. Not necessarily. King's Fall was a liked raid, but engagement wasn't super high after a while. Why? In The main reason people were running it was for light level. It was one of the only places to hit max light. As soon as they allowed you to hit max light in one-to-one infusion and they let you go into places like Challenge of Elders and other activities, engagement and interest in King's Fall went down. I can testify to that because of our raffle system that we did. Um, the loot was atrocious. Also, keep in mind, there wasn't very much things to do back then, so there wasn't anything else to take up your attention. Now it's like, oh, this raid sucks, I'll go run Menagerie. Oh, this raid sucks, there's still some God Roll Forge weapons I can go after. There's other things kind of competing for your attention. There wasn't much PvE grind competing for your attention at the time of King's Fall. Um, there was, but there wasn't There wasn't as much. Um, so, this is a great question. I think good content that's that statement it necessitates good loot and intentionality it necessitates it it a hundred percent does and and why why am i saying this look at reckoning right now there's great loot in there you can get good rolls on the doomsday you can get a good roll on the shotgun on the spare rations there is good loot in reckoning and reckoning i still think is really unappealing content why two reasons zero intentionality and the content itself is still not super satisfying with the way it's designed so it's kind of it's kind of failing in two lanes in lanes that like previous pieces of content succeeded in being fun and satisfying while also having real good intentionality and so i want i think you need both i think you need both because here's the problem when you don't have both everyone is always going to say why can't you give us more content like Menagerie with the Chalice? Why can't you give us more bounties like Ada's bounties? Like, what the frick is the problem here? I don't understand. It's like going to a restaurant and they have five different burgers you can order. And you order one burger and it tastes phenomenal. It's cooked perfectly. It's great. The quality of the beef is perfect. And then you go back a week later and they're like, oh, we have a new burger. You should try it. Okay, great. And you try it and it's gross and it tastes terrible. And the meat quality is bad and they burn it. And it's like, what the frick? Now, why are you going to be really critical of that burger? Because you tasted a really good one a week a week ago. Right? I know the cooks back there can make a good burger. They've done it before. What the frick is this burnt burnt piece of garbage in front of me right now? What is this? I know you guys can make a great burger. I had one a week ago. As soon as we get a taste for really good content, forges and menagerie, intentional, fun grind, satisfying encounters. Rec- forges are pretty ho hum and pretty basic, but still, it's quick. It's it's mun- it's it's meat and potatoes. We've had a taste, so you can't give us you can't give us stuff that's not that's not at that level. It doesn't taste as good. It doesn't sound as good, you know. Uh, I'm Strats. What changes would you like to see throughout the entirety of the game? Oh, this is too broad. I've touched on a bunch of things already this morning. I thought it was free. With super mods going away, what about my current build that contains super mods? Your super mods will more than likely 
only take you to the max super refresh which is intellect of 100 and then it'll probably have depreciating returns because I wouldn't be surprised if like 3 or 4 super mods takes you to 100 intellect and then you're wasting those extra mod slots you can only take intellect to 100 which means once you're at 100 that's as fast as you can get a super back and then they're lowering they're lowering super return rate on orbs and from kills and assists so Love your your food comparisons close to lunchtime. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, Clay Tongs. Um, okay, so we already read this question earlier because this is an example of a question that's a little bit too long. Basically, the question is, people are speculating or even wanting a nerf on, rec- on the recluse. Is it really that problematic? Uh, from what I understand, there's a vast difference between console and PC. What are your thoughts on a possible nerf? I don't really have a strong opinion on what to do with recluse. I think the main issue with recluse is that when it's at its best, the time to kill is sort of not really counterable there is no there's no the recluse lets you kill so quickly that that's the that's the problem is it's almost like a shotgun time to kill but it it can it can achieve that at 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 a range that might seem to be um maybe a little bit absurd and as as what rosito is saying i mean it could be the body shot damage I was using a recluse on my laptop with, you know, 60 frames instead of 120 and a PlayStation controller. I was out of my element. My laptop's like, like kind of in my lap. I'm holding the PlayStation controller. I am completely not in my comfort zone and I was using that thing. And I mean, it's kind of dumb how fast you can kill people with it. I was, there were a couple times I was like, this gun is stupid once it's up and running. Um... And I was literally on an inferior setup with a with a controller that I don't like to play on. Um, I don't I don't I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the solution is. This is the ever present dilemma for incentives for PvP players in Destiny. How do you incentivize a, P, a PvP player in Destiny? You give them you give them a dope gun, right? Um, you give them a dope gun. When you give them a dope gun, what's that gun gonna do? Uh, you're, you're, when you give them that dope gun, you're giving them power. And when you give them power, that power gets complained about and people hate it. You know, that's just like the nature of it. Um, it's just one, it's just one of those things where this is the ever present problem in PVP is if you incentivize people with power, that power becomes a problem in the crucible. You know, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix it. Problem is you're rewarding good players with easy to use weapons. It man, it cuts both ways though, McCheshire. If I give really good players a strong weapon that requires skill to use, you're basically saying, here's a reward that a small slice of the community gets, and an even smaller slice of the community is gonna be able to capitalize on how good it is. So you're I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Rich get richer is a severe problem here. I'm not saying it's wrong. People get really mad at me in my YouTube comments. They're like, what the frick? We deserve a good weapon if we worked hard and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess. But then the best players are running around with the best gear, which compounds the problem of the, of the skill gap. Like you're making the skill gap like wider. I'm also not a fan of arbitrarily shrinking a skill gap and helping bad players get kills that are maybe undeserved. 
This is why Fortnite drives people crazy. Because they try to keep the bottom rung of the players happy by giving them really, really gimmicky, easy kill items because they can't get kills on their own. I'm telling you, there there's there are two sides, there there's two there's two perspectives here that have to be considered and not neither neither perspective is more right or wrong or more important or less important. They both have their value. You have to motivate hardcore players and skill players. You have to let you have to let like below average and average players have fun too. You know? I both both sides of the player base matter and both their perspectives matter. Who's right? It's subjective. There's no objectivity here. There is no objectively true answer. If you say, well, make the weapon really, really good, but really, really difficult to use, and it's really, really hard to get. So the best players get it, and then out of the best players that get it, the best of the best can really capitalize on how good it is. So you take a really good player, and you make them even better. (laughs) You know... Well, that's not fair. You're going to make the recluse really easy to use. So anybody who manages to squeak up and get it, it's a, it's a grind. It takes a while to get. Anybody who gets it now has an easier time getting kills and you're arbitrarily shrinking skill gap. And you and because it's so easy to use and because it's so strong, I feel like I have to use it too now. The issue isn't how good the recluse is. It's how good the second best weapon in that archetype is. Bungie needs to have more weapons that are competitive alternatives to the pinnacle weapons. I mean that's I mean that's a decent perspective on it Milky. I think that's challenging though because if the recluse is here and and there's competitive alternatives like right underneath of it, you slowly chisel away at how like why should I go for the recluse? Right? You slowly you slowly chisel away at that and it's real real dangerous. If the difference between the tier the top tier weapon and the second tier weapon is not as deducible i don't know that's like when i say you've got to have bad perks in the pool why because there's got to be bad rolls and god rolls because if everything if you get rid of all the bad perk combination possibilities and everything is a good roll 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 oh here's a god roll and the god roll is not very distinguished between it's hard to distinguish the difference between the god roll and the good roll because the spectrum of good good to bad has been shrunken so much it's like well why the frick do I care about a god roll why the frick do I care about a recluse because the difference between the recluse and a tier 2 like the poor man's recluse the differences between those guns uh why why am I going to go for the recluse then look at the grind of the recluse I said the same reason for bad perks exotics are the same way you don't you know darn well there's a dev out there right now making an exotic they know will be trashed here I don't necessarily know if they should be making trash tier exotics to make top tier exotics seem better, but I don't know. Murky. Do you think that if year one weapons get the new mods and that the two and the and the year two masterwork system, they would make the weapons usable again? I don't know what you mean by usable. If they make year one weapons get the new mods and the year two masterwork system, yeah, I don't. I, they're not. I don't. As far as I know, they're not doing that. I don't know what you mean by usable. They would be usable. You'd, you would use them and infuse them. You can use them right now if you want. You can use you run weapons and infuse them up if you feel like it. Uh, Mick Cheshire, hey Lono, with the community's request to make the game more generous with with loot, should obtaining the perfect role be adjusted to compensate for the demand? No, no. You feed the pursuit of a perfect role with generosity. You don't. You don't. I said this yesterday. 
If it's going to take me 50 Nightfalls to get the God Roll Warden's Law that I want, and you have two experiences that you can deliver to me, you can either say, okay, it's going to take you 50 runs to get the God Roll Warden's Law, but we've turned up the likelihood of the God Roll dropping. So you're going to see a, a Warden's Law like every six or seven Nightfalls, but by the time you hit the 50th Nightfall, you're going to get the one you want. That's one scenario. The other scenario is... We've cranked generosity to increase your chances so after 50 nightfalls, you get the god roll that you want and it drops every single time. Which would you prefer? Getting a, getting a, a Warden's Law every 6 to 7 nightfalls and getting the god roll at 50 nightfalls. Or getting a Warden's Law every single time you complete the nightfall and then eventually around 50 is when the one drops that you're looking for. Now obviously, I think from a, from from the the experience of the player from the perception of the player getting one every time is far more exciting now you wouldn't go into it knowing you wouldn't know oh it's going to take 50 times so all these rolls don't matter you wouldn't know that but i'm saying if i have to choose between getting one every time and not getting one every time and the method of getting me to a god roll after 50 is generosity or over here the method of getting me to a god roll at at, at around 50 attempts is we've turned up the likelihood of good rolls but we haven't turned up the drop rate i think increased drop rate is more psychologically stimulating exciting and more winsome to most players now yeah god roll is subjective soulfly that's the point if you're pursuing a particular role that's how it would be better The idea being that, like, you're chasing a role and generosity is feeding that. You're getting it to show up more often. Okay, I got another one. Let me check it. I got another one. Let me check it. Because think about it. If it took me 50 nightfalls to get the role that I want, out of all those drops, there would be some along the way that are close to the one that I want. And somebody might say, this is close enough. I'm done. I'm going to go do something else. That's why generosity, if, if generosity is not in place and you're on your 20th run and you finally get another one to drop and you're like, well, this one's close enough. You don't feel like you're giving up because you've gotten the one that's somewhat satisfying. You feel like you're giving up because you're freaking exhausted. You're like, well, finally another one dropped and it's okay. Next question. Uh, edge of the word. Do you think at this point they should just let all characters access tier 1 through 3? Uh, the grind to upgrade your synthesizer is not enjoyable. In general, Reckoning and Gambit are the worst activities in the history of the game. Um, those are strong words that I think would get a lot of agreement from the community. Uh, I don't know if that... that Getting access to all tier 1 and 3 across all characters, yeah, I think would be fine. I don't think there's a reason to make you upgrade your upgrade your synthesizer every time. I don't think that's needed on each character I mean Hunter C says with Bungie wanting to become an entertainment company what what are your thoughts on seeing Destiny Netflix shows I think it'd be cool to see a cage show set before he was a guardian working security at Clovis Bray I don't recall ever seeing this anywhere that they want to become an entertainment company um I'm not sure I've seen this I'm not sure I've seen them say this uh in any case let's just take your question at face value I would watch a Destiny show on Netflix or a Destiny movie I would I would basically make it in the way that they've made their cutscenes 
Um, I think they have great characters. I would watch. I would watch a movie. Yeah. So, did I skip a question about finishers, Toshibo? No. Um, Hunter C. Oh, I, that was a question I just answered. Wavy Miles. Do you think Bungie should just remove Reckoning along with making Gambit a singular game mode? Bungie could make it so Season of the Drifter weapons drop from regular content of Nightfalls. Um, I know eventually they're going to go to a single ga- single game mode of Gambit, but Deej made it clear that in year three, uh, in year three, that the two versions are staying. Uh, the two versions are, are, are staying. And as far as just removing Reckoning... I honestly don't think that's the answer. I don't think you want to just remove it. I think it's redeemable. I think it's a cool setting and a cool system. Um, I think they've got it close to where it needs to be. Stomp is still an issue, and the modifiers can still be an issue. So, McQuell, is it worth bringing faction rallies back? If they bring them back, they got to bring them back in a reworked way. I think it'd be great because I think the aesthetics are, are, are fun. Warchief. A bit off topic, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. I'm a huge fan of D2 raid mechanics that require teamwork and communication. Do you think Destiny-style raid mechanics, such as standing on plates in specific order or tossing bombs in unison, could work in a Borderlands raid? Um, this yeah, this is out. This is out of left field. This is about Borderlands, so I'm gonna skip it and say maybe. That's all you're getting. It has nothing to do with Destiny and what we're talking about. I mean, it kind of it does, but I don't want to talk about Borderlands in a Destiny Q&A. Toshibo, have shotguns a place in PvE if Bungie decides to make swords special weapons? Yes. Because shotguns would still have speed and range as an advantage, and swords would be a different damage flow and would be uh, you know, a little bit of a different way of, of engaging, in, engaging in combat. So, I think, you know, shotguns would um... Shotguns would still have their day if they were left in the game. If, if they move swords to energy, I think they would. I think they would definitely still have their day, um, because honestly, the the way that the way that you engage in combat doesn't change just because something else is is accept is usable, right? Hand cannons are great. There's really great pulse rifles in the game. Just having a good pulse rifle suddenly make, uh, you know make hand cannons worthless to you like you just don't ever use them no you use what feels best special ammo swords I've been saying for a long time that I think swords belong in the energy slot I don't think they make sense as a power weapon um I think they belong in the energy slot they're, they're, they make more sense as a gut busting major busting uh, shield you know kind of a shield popper I don't think they make sense as a power weapon and I know people are like well what about the black talon what if they bring back bring back dark drinker and raise lighter yeah, okay, those could be exotics, I guess. But the rest of the swords in the game make literally zero sense as a heavy weapon. Salty Rob. I still see no difference in the bridge. The timer is still an issue, and there's no room for error. I believe this needs to be changed. Why do you think Bungie will not address the bridge encounter? Okay, addressing an encounter requires them to get down into the trenches and com- and, and commit to some level of invasive surgery okay some level of invasive surgery they've got to go in and start tinkering with things when they say oh we're going to increase or decrease enemy health or enemy damage alright that's just a knob they can turn right if like 
it's like coming into a room and saying, oh, you're having some pain? Okay, well, we're going to turn this knob up, and you're going to get a little bit more of your pain meds, and they're going to show up a little bit more often. That's not them rolling you into the ER and cutting you open and saying, okay, here, we're going to try and fix this issue that you're, that we're having. Um, tinkering with the encounter is more invasive and requires development time. Messing with a knob of, like, enemy health thresholds and enemy damage output is a little bit easier because there's nothing there to really mess with other than that. If they mess with, like, enemy saturation and, you know, how many majors show up or adding seconds to the timer... I'm kind of with Salty Rob. If you can't give us a checkpoint, you could at least really increase the timer to where if we all get bumped off, we can respawn and get at least one chance to come back per per section. There's just not... It's not worth... It just doesn't seem worth it. Like, what's the point in knocking us all off the bridge and then we got to start over? If you knock us all off the bridge and we've got enough time to all respawn ourselves and run back to that section and clear it, I think that that's totally fine. So I'm with you on that. I would say another knob, another another volume knob, you perverts in the chat, another knob we could turn is, hey, let's turn up the timer so if they all get bounced off, they have a chance to recover. They're just, it doesn't serve any purpose to be like, yep, somebody fell asleep looking at this minotaur, he got next to the thing and knocked you guys all off and it's over. Reliant says, sorry for the question being off topic, but I want to ask you, do you think the D1 feature of reward should be brought back? Picking armor or weapon packages? Oh, I would love that for milestones, yeah. Because like you're saying, you get constant energy weapons, that's really frustrating. I think that'd be, a, a, that'd be an easy pivot. They, di- they literally tell you what you're going to get from Ada. It says armor. Maybe they could even just rotate it each week. Like every milestone each week is either armor or a gun, and you can click on it beforehand and see. So when you know... Any armor that drops will help me. I'm going to run Gambit or Crucible right now because they're giving armor as a powerful. Lord of Time with the next question. What about a consumable where when you use it, you get a certain weapon to drop for, say, four hours? Like a hand cannon consumable where all the drops are the hand cannon until that timer runs out. That's not bad. I said that they should do something that, like that with Zer. Once you acquire an exotic, I should be able to get a, a token for that exotic. Oh, I've got Shards of Galanor. Xur's here this week. I go spend some currency, and I buy a Shards of Galanor token that I pop, and any boss I kill has an increased chance of dropping Shards of Galanor. So I can farm for a better roll on Shards. Because if I don't like the stat roll on my Shards, or my Ophidius Faith, or whatever exotic I happen to get, I should be able to go to Xur and say, give me a token for that one. I've already earned it. Now I want to farm for a better stat roll on it. That system might take a while for them to build, but that would give Xur some purpose for people that aren't looking to buy any exotics, but they're looking to farm for one that they already got, but they want a better roll on. Similar to what you're saying, you know. Oh, I want hand cannon from from the from the you know, from reckoning. Uh fresh out of Folsom. Would something along the lines of a skeleton key work in Reckoning alongside the changes to the loot? I appreciate the increase in drop rate, but it feels like the activity has uh, little to no incentive. Yeah, you're, you're getting it. what my talk got at. It's like, yeah, these are great changes, but I, we really need intentionality. I need to know, let me open a chest for spare rations. Let me, let me do a bounty for spare rations so I can keep trying to get it. The, you know, the role that I want. Opinions get you banned with six months. That's half a year. Welcome back. Um, 
Is it is it Mikkel or Mikkel? I don't know. Might be Mikkel or Mi- yeah, Mikkel. Or is it supposed to be a unique spelling for Michael? Uh, R. Tyler Lynn. D1 had static god roll raid guns, and D2 had random rolls with curated god rolls. Well, that's debatable, but yeah, that was the idea, I think. Do you think the current system has more benefits if the loot drops more random rolls with curated being rare? Here's the thing about curated and random roll drops in a raid, alright? It only works if I can keep running the, f- the running the fights. It, that's, it only works if I can keep doing that. I need to be able to run the raid more than three times for non-powerful drops. And then I can just keep getting drops and then go until you get the roll that you want. People are going to be able to get all the raid gear they want in a week. Probably not. No. No. And if they get all the raid gear that they want in like a month's time, is that so bad? What's better? Not getting, not ever getting what you want and after a month to a month and a half you just stop raiding anyway? Which do you think is better? better reception of the content? I raid pretty hardcore for like a month, month and a half. I get full sets of armor on all my all my play all my uh, characters with the stats that I like, and I get rolls on the guns that I like. And then after about a month and a half, I'm like, sweet, thank you, raid, I'm done. Isn't that better than doing it for a month and a half and getting freaking sick of the abysmal drop rate and giving up and be like, I'm done? Yeah, 1K is a perfect example. A season's only 10 weeks long. Like, what are we even talking about? There's plenty of other activities. Empowering somebody to run the raid multiple times in a week and like, yes, I'm going to keep cracking open the chest in this encounter, hoping for the pulse rifle or hoping for the gauntlets. There's just nothing wrong with that. It's just... Listen, this is a fact. People are going to stop raiding. That's a fact. What do you want the reason for them to stop raiding to be? Do you want it to be that they get burned out and can't get any rewards because there's zero intentionality and horrible generosity? Do you want that to be the reason they stop raiding? Or do you want the reason to be, oh, I stopped raiding because it was great. They built these really generous systems and it was really awesome and a currency and extra chests and kind of like with Wrath, I could keep running it after three turns and I still felt like it was worth my time. And yeah, after about a month and a half, I got everything I wanted and I stopped raiding. Which do you think is better? They're going to stop raiding no matter what. Everybody hits like a point where they're like, yeah, I'm kind of done raiding for this season. I'm done with that raid. Right now, the most common reason people stop raiding, there's two. The loot's not worth it. And the loot that I want, I can't get. I can't get the 1K. I can't get the Anarchy. I can't get the the XYZ weapon because most of the weapons suck. So they're going in for like one. I usually finish raiding after I get the main weapon or it's been about 15 to 20 attempts. Also, the guy who enthusiastically quit because he got all the gear and the title is probably off doing some other activity. The guy who couldn't get the weapon and quit out of frustration is more likely to drop the game altogether. Excellently put. Exactly. Exactly. Exhausting the player through being stingy and withholding leads to disengagement overall. I don't stop. Do you want to know what I would probably do if I got a bunch of the stuff that I really, really liked? I'd probably run the raid a handful more times with my buddies because it feels good to have all the stuff that I want. And then, as you said, I'd probably start running other activities because it's fun to use the gear that you get. It's fun. It's not like, yep, got everything I wanted. Deuces. I ain't playing Destiny till next season. You know? 
if you just keep giving everyone what they want and being so generous, everyone's going to have the best thing. Once you have the things you guys all ask for, more content, and then say there's nothing new. Luke Smith said it himself, the studios burn out and constantly putting content out. Yeah, but that's not logically connected. That's a non sequitur. It does not follow. I say that a lot. I throw that one around a lot. Non sequitur means it does not follow. It does not follow. Generosity giving us what we want doesn't doesn't lead to Bungie getting burned out trying to give us content all the time. No, they're not related at all. It, if, if I feel a piece of content is rewarding and I'm engaging with it, that's what Bungie wants. So at the end of a season, all they've got to do is give me next season another loot pool with another, with another you know, uh, activity and then I run it with intentionality to get the things I want out of it. Listen, it's counterproductive to spend time and bandwidth on activities that aren't rewarding and that people barely play. What the frick is the point in building the content then? Like, I don't know, Reckoning. They spent all that time building Reckoning and its engagement was, I, I can guarantee you, their engagement for Reckoning was abysmal. So they spent all that time creating something and because they shortchanged the loot, they got the exact opposite intention of what they were going for is, oh, it'll stretch out the engagement. They'll play Reckoning all season because the drop rates are terrible and it's really hard and punishing. Nope. You got the exact opposite result. Everybody put, everybody went like this, like, yeah, I'm good. Peace. Peace out. Peace out. Like, I'm not playing your content. So... This idea that like, oh, if they make really good rewarding content, we're going to demand more. First and foremost, we're already demanding more by the sheer nature that it's a hobbyist game as service, live service game. So every season we wait, we expect something new to come out that exists already. That expectation's not amplified by generosity. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. If anything, the demand for new content and new things to do goes down because people just don't give a frick. They're like, dude, I'm done. I'm burned out. I couldn't level up. I couldn't get the loot drop that I wanted. Heck no. I'm done. Peace. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And is that what you want? Well, let's not be generous so people get burned out and stop playing our game. No, that's definitely not what they want. Evil the Waffler. I can't think of any game that has intention that has intentionality. If there is one, let me know. Otherwise, what makes Destiny need this? According to you and other games, don't need an example. Borderlands etc. Okay, I'll tell you why. There's two knobs that you can turn here. There's two volume knobs that can be turned, and Borderlands and Diablo turn the generosity knob way up, so they don't need intentionality. Because the, the generosity knob is there. It's, it's freaking cranked, right? And I would argue that Borderlands and Diablo do have intentionality because you know when you go into certain encounters that certain things are going to drop there. There were raid bosses that dropped certain things in, de- in, in, in Borderlands, so you would, you would run them over and over and over again, getting that currency or getting those things to drop. There was intentionality, but there was also generosity, okay? Here's the thing. Borderlands cannot bring over the loot generosity into Destiny. You can't do that. You can't start having loot explosions. It wouldn't work. That's not the way Destiny's built. Its loot pool is too small for that. So what you lack in generosity, you have to raise in intentionality. That's what the Ada bounties were. Look at the Ada bounties for an exact example of what I'm talking about. They offered, like, what? 
nine we- let's just say 10 weapons i don't know what the exact count is let's just say 10 weapons 10 weapons 10 weapons borderlands kind of like chuckles at that i don't mean that in a condescending way 10 weapons <laughs> oh gosh that's adorable 10 weapons okay but what they lacked in quantity and in generosity like oh tons of weapons tons of drops they lacked in that they 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 amplified the intentionality you grab the bounty you know what you're getting so what you lack in generosity you raise in intentionality it's on a, it's 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 on like a it's on like a tug of war if you're really going to tug on the generosity side you're going to be like tons of stuff is going to drop i made this statement all the time in anthem if you suddenly jack and just super 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 raise generosity you don't need tons of intentionality in anthem in these days because you're getting showered with, with loot the likelihood of you getting what you're looking for is way up there. So intentionality is then fed by the generosity. If you can't feed intentionality with generosity, like here's tons of drops, then you have to feed the player with intentionality so they can get the thing they want at a good and healthy rhythm so they don't feel like they're being starved. Bungie doubles down in some of these encounters because it's like, not only are we not going to shower you with loot, you're not even going to have a chance at the thing you want most of the time. That you're just doubling down at that point. It makes it feel like I am starved for loot. I'm so just give me something. That's why people went nuts in menagerie. It's like, oh my gosh, this is literally the best loot pattern and loot delivery ever in the game ever. <laughs> there's, ne- there's never been something in Destiny that's that rewarding and that intentional. It was it was like, oh my gosh, quick, quick. It was like a Black Friday sale where people realize they're like, oh my gosh, the TVs are mismarked. They're $20. There was like, ah! like everybody runs in to get the televisions. It was this it was that's what menagerie was. It was like a it was like a fire sale by accident. And then they patched it because they were like, uh, we, we, we can't do this in any other content in Destiny. There's no way. <laughs> like, we, we can't match this anywhere. There's no future content that's going to come that's going to be like this. You've got to turn that faucet down. We're never going to be able to do it. So, the Menagerie Chest nerf was really bad. Move. The activity is great. Intentionality is great. Being able to get weapons from the activities is great. Imagine the loot pool going swapped out each season. What if Menagerie is what we see... Uh, sunset seasonal weapons games make a return yeah I mean they needed to nerf it they needed to nerf it 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 would have been a really satisfying grind if it never would have existed if you couldn't rerun the chest by resetting the instance people would have still loved menagerie they would have praised it they'd have been like this is great I'm running it and I'm getting a gun every 10 minutes and I can pick the masterwork. This is phenomenal. This is better than Nightfalls. This is better than Ada's bounties because I can pick the masterwork. It was a, it was an evolution of Nightfall to Ada Bounty to Menagerie. It was a natural evolution of intentionality and they overshot by letting us glitch it. And like all of a sudden we're like, well, holy frick, I can get eight drops a run. And when you take that away, people are like, well, that sucks. You know, you go to a restaurant, you sit down, free breadsticks, free salad, free soda. Well, holy frick, I'm coming back here. (laughs) I only have to spend like $5 on an appetizer and I'm good to go. It's a full meal. You come back a week later and they're like, um, breadsticks, salad, and soda cost now. Sorry, we we were bleeding. We were bleeding cash. We're just giving food away. And they're like, like, oh, well, I don't. I don't think I want to eat here anymore. <laughs> Even though the food might be amazing. You're like, well, I don't know, man. You you were just showering me with food last week. 
this place isn't as good anymore, you know? I, I think I'm gonna go down the road, because your menu and their menu is basically equal, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go somewhere else. So, they, they overshot by accident, and then everybody's like, well, this, this sucks. That's why I said go for a happy medium, but here's the thing. I'm kind of going to disagree with myself a little bit here. I'm going to, like, watch that video and say, well, hang on, Lono. Three drops guaranteed for normal? That's still pretty high. There's nothing in Shadowkeep that can probably match that generosity. And, as Dylan indicated, they're going to consider turning up the drop rate every once in a while, like, you know, when they do double Valor and double Infamy? They can turn that drop rate up, which means having that nice, flat generosity level allows them to have these these almost like it's like a hero moment right it's like oh check it out you can get increased drop rate in this thing now oh and it's gone the impact of that drop rate increase is more felt by the player base if they have a standard drop rate across the board which is why even my old videos that said a good middle ground on menagerie would be three guaranteed I think I'm wrong I think I was wrong because Unless that's a standard across the board, that content would always, I mean, always stand out as being ridiculously better than everything else. But if they if they bring everything back down to like, a, you get something every time you run it or close to it, and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, season's almost over. Whew. Vex Offensive has an increased drop rate. <gasps> Ooh, and everybody and everybody flocks to it. And, and that impact of the increased drop rate is really felt. Why? Because it's standing out amongst the, the standard drop rate in the whole game. So you have to bring Menagerie down into this into this hand motion that I'm doing here. You gotta bring it down in here. So it's part of the ethos. It fits in. Everything's kind of in this lane of like running it, run an encounter of something 10 to 15 minutes, get a drop. 10 to 15 minutes get a drop like reckoning is kind of in that drop rate too and then all of a sudden they shoot something up maybe you know like menagerie and it's like ooh that special's really felt go back to the example of the restaurant you're going to that restaurant and they have like a gen- a general like okay the breadsticks are free but you got to pay for the salad and the soda and you're like okay no problem and then all of a sudden they do a special hey you come in this week and we're going to throw in a salad with any entree order and you're like oh well that's pretty nice and you feel the bonus you feel the special that they're doing cuz there's a more standard delivery of 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 the value in the food you know and so they've got to kind of rein everything in first I, I know it sounds like I'm defending nerfs and I'm like I'm a bungee apologist but it's like the only really the, the only real way you're going to feel the impact of an increased drop rate or the only real way you're going to enjoy the drop rates in the new activities is if they tone down menagerie because if not even still they can't put the genie back in the bottle I mean people are still going to say oh man, man do you remember menagerie oh my gosh remember how good it was you remember how oh, it was so good for like two weeks dude it was amazing well, that memory can be used as, as something that they can use in their favor and Bungie be like, yeah, you remember how good that was? Yeah, well, boom. Vex Offensive is that rewarding for the next two weeks. Enjoy the end of the season, Guardians. And, oh man, this is genius. And not because I came up with the idea. It just came to me. They're probably going to do this. Think about it. Everybody comes clamoring back for the final two weeks for the increased the ever increasing drop rate in Vex Offensive everybody comes clamoring back and guess what you're in there you're in the trenches you're chasing the guns you're playing and then new season starts 
swipe the credit card it's a perfect way to rally everybody back at the end of the season and get everybody excited and everybody interested and everybody invested right before they drop a new season and ask you for 10 bucks and the impact of it and the impact of the increased drop rate works the best if they have a more standard drop rate in the game my video about this game being too stingy is probably going to land in the middle more so than it was originally it's not going to be so like give us tons of loot give us tons of drops Bungie it's probably going to be like nope the game is stingy and it needs to be a little bit more generous but some of that generosity and stinginess is by design and it's probably going to serve their purposes long term you know go ahead and go into my comments and call me a bungee apologist but like they have to maintain a player base and revenue streams or this game that you seemingly love so much as you rip me to shreds on my comment and in the comments if you love destiny so much they, they have to they have to have good revenue streams and and good systems of of maintaining a player base and as long as it's not scummy and manipulative and rewarding then that's just the way things are probably going to go What you're describing will lead to the activity being empty whenever it's a standard week, just like Gambit. There's a lot more players in Gambit when the when the boost incentive. Yeah, but I think they're okay with that digital concepts. Because here's what happens. The encounter's new, and there's a surge of interest, right? So there's like a week to probably three weeks where people are really checking out the Nightmare Hunts and the Vex Offensive. And then also, as you level up in your power, you're going to go into the more difficult settings of Nightmare Hunt, Vex Offensive, and the the Nightfalls, right? You have to... You're not going to be 950 right away. After a month and a half, things maybe start to settle down. And that's when, boom. Oh, things are slowing down? Eh, watch this. And they throw it out in the water and like, we increase the drop rate in Vex Offensive. And all the fish come over to where the feet, where the food is in the water. And we all start playing Vex Offensive. And then it goes away. And that's okay. Slows down. Equilibrium settles back in. Maybe they do an event like the Dawning or something where everybody's kind of focused on that. Oh, it's not a big deal that Vex Offensive went back down to the standard drop rate and, and less people are playing. That's okay. That's okay, because we have this event to focus on. We have the the Halloween event or the Christmas event. And then, hey guys, with two weeks left in the season, we really want to make sure you get as many opportunities as possible to get those guns from Vex Offensive before the activity goes away. Double drop week. Next week, triple drop week. And then it keeps... Like, it's all about the rhythm and, like, keeping people invested and and making you salivate every once in a while... And then that's how it works. And then the last week, you're like, yes, so many drops. This is so great. Boom. Activity goes away. New activity, new season, new new battle pass book. And you're incentivized to purchase because you're invested in your playing Destiny. It's a really, really smart business plan. I bet you that's what, I bet you that's what they do. Uh, do rod during my time farming D- tier three reckoning last reset it feels like the exclusive sword just in case is dropping way more than any other weapon in the pool I was primarily farming for PVE night watch scouts and I only got like four that were decent does anyone know if the tier three exclusive weapons dropping more often or more intentional as a bug here's the thing uh, you have a loot propensity and I don't need Bungie to confirm this to know that it's true everyone has a loot seed and your loot seed dictates the chances of what you get. I got a ton of the sniper and got a couple swords and I was getting the sniper the most and then the sidearm and the scout. It was so clear 
Like, if you would have written down everything I got and I ran it again today, I bet you that the distribution patterns would match. I bet you that, like, the next time, the next time that the the reckoning is on the cycle where it's um not not oryx, I bet you if I ran it for an entire day again, I'd have similar loot loot percentages. Snipers would have the highest percentage, and then they would, and then you'd see like okay, and then scouts and side what's well, no sidearms, then scouts, then sword. You would see a similar distribution pattern. And then you would see one for yourself. I, I, I'm telling you, this is why when you were leveling up, there was that one item that you kept getting, and it was your highest. Why was it your highest? Because you kept getting it. I don't need a kinetic weapon. I already ha- my, That's my highest thing. That's why it felt when you were leveling, the reason it felt like they were targeting your highest items is because your highest items are your highest items because you have a loot propensity for that item, and that's why you keep getting that item. Because you have a loot seed that says this person's going to get helmets more often than gauntlets. So in your armor, you would generally find a trend that you keep getting helmets, and it's your highest armor piece because you keep getting helmets. <laughs> Do you see? I, I genuinely believe this. I've always, always seen loot trends per player all the time I've seen this since D1 and you will never convince me that that's not the case if they came out and said that wasn't the case I wouldn't believe them I'd be like nope (laughs) nope you're lying and the reason they do it the reason they do it is because if your loot seed is different than my loot seed it creates that tension of you got a sword I haven't got a sword all day. You keep getting swords. And I'm like, yeah, well, you keep getting that. And that's what I want. That's been happening since D1. And that is not confirmation bias. You literally can see it in your experience. Every time I would level a character, there was always a handful of items I would get way more than all the rest. And they always rose to the top of my power. And it was super frustrating. Every character, every DLC, every piece of the season pass, I had the exact same drop rate trends that ain't chance dude no no it's loot drop percentages everybody has a loot seed i promise you uh obiran's ghost with 24 months that's a gold badge thank you for two entire years virtual reality only i think i missed your five month resub welcome back did i thank dad bods united for 20 months that's a great username Eve the Waffler, which would you prefer how loot is now with Infusion or like Borderlands showers with you? you we, yeah, we can't go to another loot system. It wouldn't work. You can't go to a Borderlands system because you need an insane amount of quantity and that's just not how Destiny's been designed. Huchi, what's the best if you want to know what my preference is I, I, they both have their merits. They're both, they both can be really satisfying. So, there's pros and cons to both. Huchi, what's the best weapon uh... A free-to-play Destiny 2 player should be trying to get to be the most competitive in the Crucible. New Light players should be on the lookout for Better Devils, God Roll Better Devils, God Roll Antiope, the Antiope. Um, I freaking can't. I, I can't think of any others that you. It's so hard for me to restrict the loot pool in my mind. I'm like that. Nope, can't get that. That nope, can't get that. Um. I think those two depends on the platform. Incorrect. October the first when New Light lands, no more exclusivity. That's gone. So that's not true. 
Oh yeah, some of the exotics that are free for everybody, right? Ace of Spades. Yeah, Ace of Spades would be the first one I'd set my sights on. Ace of Spades is one of the most universally effective weapons in the game, and it's an exotic. Um, Bygones, nope, you need you need DLC for that. Trust, nope, you need Drifter for that. Service Revolver, nope, I believe you need Forsaken for that. Arental, not sure. This is a free-to-play player that this person is asking about. You can't get almost any of those guns, Digital Concepts, unless you own more than year one. A free-to-play player will only have year one. Um, so... I, they can't get a go figure, that's Forsaken. They can't get a Bygones, that was Drifter. Uh... Well, no, Bygones wasn't Drifter. Bygones was Forsaken because that came with Gambit. Sorry, I misspoke. Um, Bygones is free. You can get a... Wait, Gambit's free so you can get a Bygones and a Trust? Is that true? So Gambit's free? Does that mean Gambit's loot pool is then free? Does that mean you can interact with Drifter? Man, that is freaking confusing as frick because Gambit came with Forsaken... In any case, I, I that's the best answer I can give you. I would set my sights on Ace of Spades. Because that gun's deadly in almost anybody's hands. And if you're more of a dad rifle, then I guess you could go for the bygones, but there's no intentionality for the bygones. Ace is Forsaken, though. Yeah, but all exotics. Ace did not come with Forsaken. Couldn't anybody get the Ace quest? Frick, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It's super confusing, man. That's why I don't like questions like this. It's so hard to zero in on pieces of the loot pool that you have access to as a free-to-play player. There's almost no intentional grind in the year one meta any anyway. The year one box doesn't have any intentionality. Um, you would need at least year two, so then you could go with intentionality for a blast furnace from Ada. That would be your best, most intentional grind. Um... Uh, do Rob with how the bridge uh, with how the bridge of folly is set up even the smartest mistake or incorrect fire team composition is enough to fail the activity at tier 2 tier 3 and to be restarted the entire time making it a hassle for solo queuing okay here's the question what what sort of system would you create to solve this issue besides just using LFG I mean dude the, the, the I already outlined a solution to this you might not have been here so I said way more time so if we all get knocked on we can at least get back to the spot or at least a checkpoint so I don't have to do the first section if we get halfway through the bridge and you knock us off and we run out of time let us start at that door and just restart the bridge the worst part is you're all the way back up top you gotta run back down in you gotta do the first opening part and then you're back to the bridge I would say just create a checkpoint if that's possible. And if that's not possible, just make the timer a lot higher so it's it's there, but it's not like, oh, everybody got knocked off. Yeah, that's a white. Uh, what's the main thing to farm from wreck? Uh, people go for the spare rations, hand cannon, the shotgun for one-two punch, which that was last week, and then the doomsday grenade launcher is kind of what I like. Uh, flicker, flickering light. I farmed for probably six hours yesterday, and I received a single spare rations, but six to ten doomsday, six to ten outlast, six to ten gnawing hungers. Does the drop rate field skewed for you or anyone else? This could be related to two things. It could be related to the drop rate seed percentages we just talked about that I think exists in the game. It could also be just they want lower drop rates on the weapons that everybody wants. 
wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if Bungie went in and said, uh, yeah, that's okay to increase the drop rate, but you uh, you need to lower the drop rate of the spare rations or de facto lower its drop rate by increasing everything else drop rates to keep people in there longer. Bungie likes to do that. They would never admit to it, but we're not stupid. You're not getting drowned in spare rations. Nobody is. It has the, it seemingly has the lowest drop rate and that's probably intentional. Um so Robbie with uh, gifting two subs to Ty Mankey and I, I'm Camper Fire. Thank you so much for doing that. You guys that get got those gifted subs, enjoy the badges, the emotes, and the ad-free viewing on the channel. Tenth Dimension. I seem to be getting all drops except spare rations and last man standing. Are those two? Yeah, we just had this question. Billy Schultz. Do you think Armor 2.0 will get stale later in Shadowkeep? I think it's going to be a lot easier to get three sets of armor with three different element att- uh, attunements and after that, why would I want any other set? You're forgetting that the stats are randomly rolled, so I think you are you are really overstating and incorrectly stating how simple this will be. Because you'll be going for good stat rolls. Luke Smith confirmed you can get to 100 intellect without any mods. You can get the right stat rolls to get really, really high stats without a single mod applied. Kelly Green. How much of the lack of generosity and player agency is left over from the loot pool being shallow as a result of Vanilla D2's design? Oh yeah, of course. This is exactly a, a, um, a stay over. This is the relative that doesn't leave after the party's over. It's like, can can you go home? We're uh, we're wrapping up. We're we're I'm wiping the table down here. It's uh, it's time to go home. You know, last call, Uncle Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go home, man. You know, this is like a stay over. Like, get the frick out of here. <laughs> get the frick out of here. Flying Mangoes just gifted five subs. Raid 84, Misfit 138, King Thomas, text uh, text the GS34, and sh- go to sleep. Uh, you guys all got gifted subs. Enjoy the dope badge emotes and the ad-free viewing. They had to be stingy. They had to be they had to be stingy in, in vanilla because it was like once you got the Ikelos shotgun, you were basically done. Once you got that thing from that activity, you were done. It was a it was binary. It was a zero or a one. You either got it or you didn't. And once you got it, you weren't interested. When you weren't getting it, you were frustrated because your friends were slowly falling off the interest scale because they got it and they didn't want to run it anymore. Because there was no reason. There was no reason to keep going for the Icolos. There weren't better roles. You just you got it and you were done. Evil the Waffler. You've talked about leveling should be easy, just play the game, but hardcore players want it hard. I feel this comes from them wanting something that shows they are hardcore. What do you think we could get instead to show that leveling is made easier? First and foremost, hardcore players wanting leveling to be hard makes me giggle and laugh because these guys save everything they possibly can to bypass it. Make it hard, and then I'll do everything I can to get around it. (laughs) What? I'm going to hit max level in a week and a half to two weeks, but it should be hard. It's just, it's got to be one of the most, like, cognitively dissonant positions that people hold. It's just stupid. (laughs) It's so dumb. But, uh, (laughs) but, um, if they want trophies for being a hardcore player, I think that's where you can... You, you play your butt off and you level up your artifact. You play your butt off and you get further along the battle pass and get armor sooner than everybody else. You play your butt off and get god rolls. You get all your armor leveled up. You get great stats on your armor. That, I think, is a better testimony. Listen, if you think walking around the tower, my, my, my little thing over there says 750. If you think that's a trophy, then 
the bar you set for a quote-unquote trophy is stupidly low. That's not a trophy. That's a, I played a lot. (laughs) Cool, man. That'd be like saying, I knocked all the pins down in bowling. Yeah, and you threw seven bowling balls before you closed the frame. Of course you knocked all the pins down. You just kept throwing the ball. Like, of course you hit 750. You just kept playing. But like, a god roll build. uh, Like, great stats, really good synergy, god roll on your weapons. Like, these are the trophies. This is why you need really, really good loot in the raid. So you're like, oh my gosh, look at that hand cannon. Oh my gosh, look at that raid armor. Look at that. People are like, the raid armor's a reskin. You're going to walk around the tower and no one can have armor that looks like that. Quit being a bungee apologist. Quit being willfully negative for frick's sake. You probably don't even play the raid as you frivolously type up a response on my YouTube comments. Like, you're going to look different if those things are good and you're going to have different things if those things are good. That's why raid weapons have been grossly, grossly treated up to now. They're not, they're not good enough in D2. Yeah, and seals are trophies as well. Your power level is not a trophy. Like, that's a freaking joke. It's a trophy you get in two weeks. Like, what are you talking about? A trophy that doesn't elude you, you just get it with time? Like, come on. It's just silly. It's just silly. That is not... If you want leveling to be hard, so it's a, it's, it's a showcase of how much you play, just ask Bungie to give you an emblem that tracks your daily hours. You can strut around the tower and be like, look at that. <laughs> Six hours a day this week. Look at me. Look at what I got on my emblem. That's all you're asking for is just some silly number to be a representation of how much you've played. It's just not, it doesn't, it's not loot-based. I mean, it is loot-based because that's how leveling works in Destiny, but you know what I'm saying. Wild, uh, Mysticris. Can we get rid of quests that remove progress for not being good? I don't mind if they are increasing the amount of things you have to do to get the thing. Punishing the average player equals checking out player base. Um... This would be a great Reddit thread. Reddit loves to make threads. Could we please get rid of this thing that I don't like? (laughs) Uh, I agree with you, though. I I don't think having your progress um, reset or lowered on on a quest is super frustrating. Irish Roger. Sorry if we've discussed this. With the nerfs coming, do you think exotics that feed supers like Bad Juju should get a buff or become more relevant? I think they're going to become more relevant de facto. If you run a Phoenix Protocol well with with bad juju, you're going to feel that impact a whole lot more since they're lowering super games. So I don't think they need a buff. We haven't even played yet, so... But I think they'll automatically feel like they're maybe more valuable because you're going to feel that impact more because they're kind of... They're they're not feeding you as much super energy as they used to, you know? Um, it's a real testament to Lono's brand quality that he's pulling over 1k viewers while others are streaming Borderlands 3 early. Well, I think a lot of people don't want to see Borderlands 3 early, or they're not a fan, so that helps too. <laughs> uh, X-Men. Do you think increasing drop rates oversaturates the Destiny economy? For example, the excitement of getting an exotic or legendary that not many people had a part of the fun loot chase. If everyone's getting a Mindbenders every time they run the Nightfall, it feels like it loses its value. This is, I believe, um, an overstatement of loot saturation. I think you're overstating it. If people are empowered to chase mindbenders, it's not like you... Nobody would respond to that and say, eh, 
Everybody's gonna have a god roll mind benders. I'm not gonna get one. Nobody's gonna do that. Did anybody do that with Menagerie? They're like, wait, what? It was like all these, like, you know how they do the little meerkats pop up. It was like, it, go to like a field of meerkats, like clap your hands and whoop, they're all going to pop up and look. That's what it was like. Wait, what? You can, you can, you can run back and forth and you can, you can open the chest multiple times. Everybody runs into the menagerie. Nobody's like, oh, you know, I mean, it's going to oversaturate. Why bother? I mean, everybody's going to have the guns. I don't care. That's not a thing. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Generosity is like fish flakes. Everybody comes to that thing. It's like everybody comes to that activity. Nobody says, oh, you know, there's just, why bother? Everybody, everybody's getting the thing. I, I don't, I genuinely think you are overstating what saturation would do in the, in, in, in the, in the economy of, of destiny. If anything, I think you can see the way the community responds. They, they respond really, really in the opposite direction of what you're saying. Big time. Skeleton keys, nightfall grind, Ada bounties and menagerie all were praised and loved and all the intentionality is great. And usually the feedback was never keep it like low key. It was, man, if you could turn it up just a little bit like skeleton keys, that was the main feedback. There were too many layers of RNG. So I don't think the saturation would have this result at all. If anything, what this does is, once you get your mind benders, you go to another funnel that is similarly, you know, intentional and generous. Because you're like, yep, I'm done, I'm going to do this. That's what I did in the menagerie. I got the roll on the gun that I wanted, and then I started going for gauntlets. It was like, cool, great, let me go for something else. You know? I disagree with this this philosophy because you got good RNG and someone else didn't. It's good and exciting loot. No thanks. Right. Like if the game is super withholding, your item has more value because you're one of the very, very few people that has a decently rolled, you know, mind benders like spare rations would be a perfect example of this. Like the few people that would get God roll spare rations like that makes the loot better because we're all like, yeah, congrats, buddy. I ran it for three weeks and never freaking got one, you know? I, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I don't think that's a good loot philosophy either. Uh, KJ the Knight is reckoning. Hang on. In reckoning, what's the point of prism when there's an elemental burn on the same day? Does this stack when the prism and the elemental burn is the same? I do believe it stacks, yes. And I, I'm with you. I, I don't. Prism's weird. Um, this is why I want, I want to be able to go in with three elements. I want to have elemental primaries back because prism would be more fun, I think, with that on god of sniping do you think the loot pool in the reckoning should be only two to three weapons a week similar to nightfalls yet get increased chances for the gun it gives you more reason to run it no i I feel like you're tinkering too much just give me intentionality uh how do you get the reckoning ornaments from eververse packages now you probably have to buy them because i don't think we do we get eververse packages with new stuff or not now i i can't freaking remember i think we still do but you can also buy them I'm I'm not concrete on this. Um, don't we only get best of year two now? Is that is that in best of year two? I'm I'm actually not confident on my answer here. You can't get them anymore. You can't buy the drifter stuff. Oh, you can't even buy them. Best of year two 
no ornaments. So best of year two, there's no ornaments and they're not purchasable. I don't think you can get them this season. Okay. Seems that they're not dropping in the best of year two because those aren't the ornaments aren't in there and they're not rotating as a purchasable item either. So that kind of sucks because they were cool. Ashen Hollow. Does Blackout have a place in the game since all the encounters nowadays just pile enemies on top of you? No, Blackout's stupid. Get it out of the game. Dan Papa. I agree with the loot seed idea, but do you think that they reset? My loot pool has changed, possibly because I sometimes have weeks between when I play. It's possible that it rotates. Yeah. Uh, Azagul says, Would you want to see Mountaintop and Recluse nerfed? I personally think that we couldn't shred all mobs and bosses of D1 compared to now. Uh, I don't argue for nerfs on those guns because I don't really have strong solutions. I think Mountaintop's already kind of getting a nerf from the Luna Faction Rally Barricade nerf. J. Chris, has Bungie said anything about raid exotic drop rates after 89 Scourge of the Past clears with no, uh, and no one wants to run anymore? They haven't. They have not. My epic creator code is LONO. L-O-N-O. Uh, we need to make a command for creator code because people come in and use code, but we could use another we could make both commands and they both say the same thing because people have been coming in and doing the creator code command Uh, this guy all day, do you think Bungie will add in another class such as Hunter Warlock Titan? No, I don't think so, it's been too long and they've never made any indication they want to do that Chris, why are people forgetting that Bungie has said when they take the new activity away they will put the loot in a different container uh, they've even actually said that the gunsmith will get them, I think. Um, I don't think anybody's forgetting that. I, we, nobody today has seemed to have forgotten that in their questioning. Ruku, might be a bit too early to answer, but with your current weapon mod system and the new uh, mods plus Armor 2.0 coming to Shadowkeep, do you still believe we should go back to a primary special heavy system? Yep, I believe it. And I made a very, I believe my case is very strong for this. I said yesterday, if you go primary, secondary, heavy, and you give true elemental primaries again, all primaries should have an element on them. They have way more flexibility and freedom for perk creativity because you could start creating elemental style perks. So we're not all going after rampage outlaw. What are you going to do on a damage based perk structure? Quicker reload, more damage. That's it. That's all you can do. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room there, but elemental perks, you can do all kinds of different things. Lightning, uh, you can do uh, chain lightning, you can do napalm, you can do damage over time, you can do suppression, you can do blinding, you can do all kind of things with elemental with elemental perks. And you can't really focus on elemental perks because the representation of elemental primaries versus secondary kinetic weapons is absurd. It's absurd. The distribution is not is not good. It just isn't. So, and people like double primary and double energy whatever you know maybe let us move them around so you could still do that but i'm telling you elemental primaries is the key to bungie being able to innovate on the perks without getting stuck in the rut of well i mean rampage outlaw and rampage feeding frenzy are like the best perk combinations because they hit the two main things that basically influence damage output how fast you can reload and re-enter damage lanes and how much damage each bullet does that's kind of it so that's my that's my really really quick argument for going back to primary secondary and heavy it, it would it makes more sense it gives them more freedom and as a as a as a hierarchy of weapons in the game and hierarchy of, of, of enemies it just makes more logical sense so that's the last question uh, if you're here and you've enjoyed this interactive podcast I'm gonna keep streaming we're gonna probably grind some reckoning so please click follow if you've enjoyed this that supports me that's a free way to support me is by clicking the follow button if you're listening on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always tune in live click the link below as always please like share and subscribe <laughs>